Hello and welcome to Mice Cast with your hosts. Oh, who am I kidding? <laughs> uh, this is a special edition of Mice Cast. Uh, it's a hijack of the Hub Podcast episode number twenty-four, where Greg and I were both on the panel. You know, in previous uh, episodes of the Hub, we were we both have been on, but not both at the same time. So we kind of. Position this as, you know, sort of like a mice cast reunion with the exception of Shaft, who wasn't there. We had a lot of fun and it had the usual mice cast trappings of uh, technical difficulties, rants, whatnot. The usual, uh, what do we call them, hijinks or issues, right? Um, and I just want to tell you that uh, if you already listen to this, if you listen to the Hub Live or if you're a regular Hub subscriber and you've already downloaded and listened to it, then once uh, I bring the hub into this, uh, you've already heard it. A- aside from the tag, I'll probably put at the end. Um, there you go. It's 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 nothing new. I'm just stealing his stuff, the hub stuff, putting my voice at the end, put some at the end. Uh, and then if you want regular MiceCast stuff beyond that, you have to. Li- and you haven't heard the hub, then keep listening. If you already heard, then you go ahead and fast forward to the end and you know hear my pithy comments there. So, uh, without any further delay, here we go with MiceCast Reunion on The Hub. <laughs> no no one's in the chat room anymore. They've all left. Oh, all that's right. good. But huh. should we do a show now? Okay. Should we start over? Let's start over. All right. So, we, do you want me to crank the... Uh... I got the music going in. Are you going to do your music? Sure. I'll do mine. Do your music. This is where you talk, Matt. Well, hello and welcome to the Hub MiceCast edition for the week ending Sunday, September 4th, 2011. I'm Matt the Esquire, the host of the Mouse Droppings podcast, and I'm joined by none other than the hosts of the original hosts of MiceCast, Mike and Greg. That's right. Hey, how's it going? Good catch there, (laughs) Mike, and the original host. The original. Yeah. Before before we got shafted. Before you got who? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? <laughs> I'm just talking about chat. <laughs> but so um so awesome. we've got we've got the chat room popping. We've got the original mice cast guys, and so this is going to be a Disneyland focused episode. And I think Maybe. in true in true mice cast style, mice cast sort of inspired the hub. I think a lot of people have recognized in the different iTunes reviews that they've put for the hub and those kind of things. A lot of people said, you know, now that mice cast isn't around, I'm going to listen to the hub. Mice cast was the first Disney podcast to really look at things without the pixie dust, you know, without a spoonful of sugar, without the magic, you know, and you're like, let's just be real about Disney. And I think everyone really appreciated that. So for this show, I think, and I'm just throwing this without even talking to you guys before we started recording, I think we should do a worst five things about 
the Disneyland Resort. So we've done the top five before. I think we should do the bottom five. Okay. In honor of, uh, of what MiceCast was, because you guys were you were not hesitant to be nitpicky about a place that you love to go. I'm not sure if I'm liking where this is going. You're equating MiceCast with the worst of Disney. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying that you're... That's you, that. were, you were the first people to go out there and, and be able to be critical, and people appreciated that because there is a void. And I think there is a void now, now that MiceCast isn't giving regular episodes. Well, I think the biggest thing, we weren't critical for critical sake. We were just realistic about, you know, what what was and what wasn't without trying to make an excuse for everything. How's that? Yeah, cause it, I cause agree. Because no. right, at the time, most everything was, well, all pixie dust or everything had a super positive spin or that Disney management could do no wrong. And... Yeah, we just kind of saw that differently. You know, not to say, you know, uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and so is the magic and the pixie dust, I guess. It's just, you know, like I said, we don't see it through those um, uh, pixie dust-covered glasses. Pixie dust-covered glasses. Well, well, rose-tinted didn't seem to really work, so (laughs) I was reaching. Give me a break. Oh, that the rose colored would totally work because it's an American adventure reference. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Why is Zimmer Rock turning his head and coughing in the stream? That's just wrong. Uh, no, he's he's they're trying to give us tips. They're already getting into this. What are the worst five uh, things? Oh, okay. All right, but it it looked like he was turning his head and coughing. That's what I I, I see. Cough, cough. That's what I think. Um, yeah, superstar limo is. You know, I mean, my show. I use that as the basis of the bottom of the rating system. You know, you had an e-ticket at the top, and you had superstar limo at the bottom. So, um. <laughs> does, does that mean there's another IMW here coming out anytime soon? Are you going to resurrect that? Uh... Actually, actually, yeah, it's not it's not gone. It's just, uh, I mean, I did do a show a month or two ago. It was just a video uh, tribute type show to one of our, uh, or over the years when the DPN had gone to Mouse Fest, you know, pictures and video of, of our fun times. Um, but I'm considering rebranding, kind of changing it up a little bit, so we'll see. But anyways. Okay. With that said, um, I never actually saw Light Tragic. I know the music is good. Uh, I saw it. And quite frankly, I think sometimes the fans ruin good things because they don't like change, honestly. Okay, Okay, but I, okay, so. You saw it, so you can can talk about it. I did see it. And and the funny thing is that um, when did Light Tragic debut, Light Magic debut, 1997, 98? So. Uh, the internet as a information conveyance conveyance thank you w- was in existence but certainly not in heavy use as it is now and i i think that the if i mean it was bad light magic was bad regardless of the fans liked it or not it got poor reception and it would have lasted a lot less i think if the internet was in wild use back then as it is now you know what I'm saying? That the the way the information travels, how fast news travels. I mean, shoot, 
there would have been on opening night, you know, pirate video of it out there for people to see and make their own choice. Like, oh, crap, I'm not going to waste my money to go see that. Or I'm not going to make a special effort to go see that. There it just died the old-fashioned way that it was really bad. Yeah, I guess it's sort of like the opposite of what happened to um, under new management in Disney World, right? Like that was recent enough that people totally just got together and hated on it collectively. Well, yeah, I mean, it was a bad show, right? If it's bad, it's bad just because people or a subset of a group of people that go regular or have a high, high or a different expectation just because they're voicing their opinion loudly doesn't necessarily always mean it's right. But in the case where bad is bad, regardless if they're right or wrong, it's bad. It's going gonna, it's gonna to die or have no, no one's going to it. You, know, yeah. you, want, you want to talk about a mice cast metric, we always talk about butts and seats. You know, we, we would get disappointed about a show being taken out, even though it's still putting butts in seats to make room for something else. <laughs> Country Bear Jembry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, or not even, I mean, I was going to say America Sings, but they closed that to use this stuff somewhere else, and they just left that building empty for 10 years. But the, you know, okay, so people still butts in seats, they close it for something else. Under new management is an example of no butts and seats, they leave it open. What does that tell you? It's bad. They just can't come up with a better idea. I think they can. I think they choose to expend their energy somewhere else, like Anaheim. I think Walt Disney World gets a... Well, depends on who you believe. Either they get the short end of the stick or they choose the short end of the stick. <clears throat> Well, they get budgeted separately, right? <laughs> oh, Greg, did you drop out again? Greg? Dude. Greg was having problems last week, too. Oh, really? Yeah. All right, here comes the pencil He's with typing. the typing. This is so cute. He did. Yes. <laughs> I was wondering why he wasn't chiming in as I was rambling on there. Oh, yeah. That's, that's an appropriate verb. Well, that's not going in the podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I know. I know you're not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's getting mad. I'm going to poke the crazy here. Aww. <laughs> this is a Comcast versus Fios. Oh, I'm not a Comcast subscriber. But he, you know, I remember when he got first got his fiber piped into his house. He was all, oh, I can do whatever. All right, so let's go back to uh, let's go back to the chat window. Let's see, Stitch show lasted three weeks at Walt Disney World. Like tragic is the only one show nighttime parade. Uh, so do you see Marvel characters working either? Existing park at Disneyland Resort. The Captain Neil will die down in 2012. No. All right. So, so looking at the worst five things that have happened in Disneyland. All right. In my opinion. In your opinion, and generally, the, it looks like the chat room says that. They like light, light, ma 
light magic was definitely up there. Ah, oh, see now you can you can break it down if you want to if you want to do just do five things at Disneyland. I'm gonna have to do categories because there's more than five. I mean, like well, no, if you're I mean, just generally, I'm using it as a guideline more than anything. All right, because I'm gonna say you know I could think of two shows, Luminaria, which is in DCA, one that lasted one Christmas. Light Magic didn't even last a full. I don't see. I can't even remember now. I've blocked it out. Painful memory. But I, I don't think it made it the full fall season. Is it debuted in the fall? And I don't think it made it to Christmas. Um. Let's see. Another bad thing they did was pulling America Sings Out and leaving the building empty for ten years. Another bad thing they did was close the submarines. Leave that unused for ten years. Or longer. No, it wasn't 10 years. 98, right? When did the subs close? I have no clue because I was first introduced to Disneyland, what, a couple years ago? But in 2006. Ah. Let's see what else. Um, You you know what the number one worst thing to happen to the Disneyland Resort is? What, the parking lot getting torn down? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> as much as I like the fun wheel and the swings, which are two fantastic rides, by the way. Dude, D- DCA is, it's going to be freaking awesome when they're done. I don't understand what they're doing. I've seen everything. I don't understand. They're theming it. Well, so they, so they took the swings and they painted them. Okay, no, 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 no. He can't, he can't, <laughs> can't narrowly focus in on one attraction. And... Whoa! <laughs> I think his computer just passed gas over there. Greg, you there? He says he's back. I hear when he tries to talk. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what's going on over there. This is on his infallible Mac, right? I have no that. clue. Uh, now he's in the chat room. Okay, I see that. <laughs> um, at least he can hear us, right? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's not like stream. Um, what was I saying? Okay, so you can't narrowly focus on one attraction at DCA and then sit there and go, oh, all they did was repaint it, or all they did was take away the orange that was on the outside. Dude, they... They're fixing the disjumbled, disjumbled, disjointed theming. I mean, that Buena Vista Street concept they got, if they follow through with all that detail, it's going to look pretty awesome. That's going to look pretty awesome, but as far as disjointed theming goes, what's with, and we talked about this on an episode of MiceCast, actually, what's with having all the great California-referenced themed areas and then having Bugs Land and Cars Land? Yeah. See, Bugs Land was an add-on. Cars Land is an add-on. But they're not it, getting... I, I mean, Cars Land is a new add-on. Yes. And here's a funny thing is... Is this is... I want to say... Well, this is my opinion now. This is John Lasseter uh, stroking his own ego. Because they easily could have put something that looked like Cars Land, you know, Route 66 kind of thing, and call it that instead. Totally. 
you know, made it California, not Cars Land, but you know, you know, Route 66, or it was, I mean, not all of Route 60, or even yeah, they could have done it all. You know, rather than Radiator Springs from one end to the other, it starts in Chicago and works through the Southwest and ends in Santa Monica. I mean, heck, they got a pier right there. You know that uh, the Monterey Wharf-looking place. They could have easily made it more California generic land kind of a place rather than put Pixar stamp on it. Right. Bugs Land, I got no answer for that other than it was a way to add opportunity, not add opportunity, add offering to a park. And that was probably the quickest thing they had on hand at the time. Probably. And, you know, Bugs... Bugs Life makes for accessible kids' rides, you know, because they're, <laughs> kids they're tiny, they're, they're tiny <laughs> creatures, and kids are tiny humans, and uh, I don't know. Would I include Herbie in in a Route 66 section? <sighs> See, that's a question for Greg. Greg's more of the theme, theme dreamer than I am. Kids are tiny humans. Yeah. They are. Uh, yeah, I can't go on rides in Bugs Land. It makes me sick. The um, That Flix Flyers thing, the turning radius is too short. <laughs> makes me dizzy. And I haven't been on that. I've only done uh, the doppelganger ride there. Which one? The, the movie. It's tough to be a bug. It's tough to be a bug. Yeah, I've gone on Heimlich's choo-choo train. I've gone on the bumper cars. I've gone on Flick's Flun Flyers. I have not done the Ladybug Boogie. So speaking of things that you've been on, Mike, one of the last times that we talked on the Hub, there was still an attraction that you had yet to go on. At Disneyland? Have you you been? Yeah, at Disneyland. Have Have you been on a certain attraction in Disneyland yet? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Do you have a report on that? Sure. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, you're a super like Star. You remember when we talked on the Hub about all of the reasons that you liked Star Tours? Yes. Like, I think that we need to revisit that now that you've re that, now that you've done uh, the revision of the ride. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got to go. Yeah, shoot, that's how long I've been been since I talked on the Hub. Right, I was before. It's been a while. Okay. Um. I got to go to Disneyland like the day after my birthday. It was a Friday off. I got I got the hookup to get in, and I rode Star Tours 2.03 times that day. We zoomed in, got in line, uh, got a fast pass, and I think we how did we get a second time? I can't remember. I got the third third time oh i think we went back and the line was down to like 20 minutes so we jumped on it jumped in it again so we rode it three times um the you know queue area was nicely spruced up the um what they replaced in the once you go past r2 and c3 we were working on the star speeder and oh and the the uh departure you know the the lcd board up there that's mm-hmm. been updated nice you make the turn up to the second level. You start, you know, going up. Used to be the old Droid Gnostic Center. 
And now, um, shoot, I'm drawing a blank what they do in there now. But it, it oh, um, it had a lot going on. I remember thinking it, you know, it was holding up the line as people were watching. Um, uh oh. What? I, I, Chelsea. <sighs> Fine, Chelsea. Don't She's... be distracted by the internet, Mike. <laughs> Don't be distracted. Okay. It's just you and me. We can't be distracted. We got to okay. focus on this. We've got, we've All right, got so people I, in the chat room yeah. and we've got <laughs> listeners at home. <laughs> All four of them. At work. Uh, <laughs> okay, so there was something going on down there that was funny. Oh, that's what it was. They were scanning the bags. Uh, it was like a bag check. You know, the droids down there were scanning bags of people going on the ride or, you know, going on the Star Tours. And and they would scan the bags. There would be funny stuff in there like, um, uh, you know, Stormtrooper masks and, you know, C-3PO parts and, you know, just, you know, kind of Star Wars. Call them Star Wars hidden Mickey type stuff, right? Okay. So I was watching these bags get scanned and, you know, you know what what's in the suitcase now, right? And as you make uh, the last 180-degree loop, um, there used to be the uh, shadow of a droid, you know, getting worked on there. You know, it'd be like flashing and stuff. Now it shows, like, people walking back and forth that are Star Wars people, like Darth Vader walks by, you know, a couple, you know, Tuscan, you know, Sam people walk by, and, you know, a couple R2 units walk by. So, you know, that also is engaging to you, like, oh, who's going to walk by next? And then... Uh, the last, you know, when you make the 90 degree turn to go behind the glass, there's a droid there, you know, a, you know, a, a goose from America Sings Robot, right? He's he's now scanning you, and the people wa- who are walking behind that glass, they're shown in a thermal image, like they're being scanned. Okay. So that's pretty cool. And then you make the 90 degree turn to the left, go through the turnstiles, pick up your 3D glasses, and go get in your your line get queued up in your row. The screens, the TV screens used to be three. Now there's two flat panels. Um, and the star speeder preparation video is actually pretty hilarious. So you kind of got to watch it as they're talking about the safety thing. And the, the, the you know, no flash, the, that whole airline kind of takeoff they're doing is condensed it's not as funny and, and cute as it was before. Um, again, the more interesting stuff is the when they're showing the Star Speeder getting prepped by the little pit droids. That's that's much more funny. Um, now, getting in the you know w- once the attractions you know the ride started. Uh, I mean, how, how much detail do you want me to give here? Um, I'm okay with spoilers. Fast forward uh, 15 minutes if you don't want to listen to spoilers. Oh, all right. Well, how about the people in the chat window here? Again, there's only four of them. Are they going to care? for 15 minutes, and we'll let you know in the <laughs> chat room when it's, when it's over. Okay. All right. Well, here. Um, everybody, everybody knows by now, I'm sure, that the, the ride has like three or four split points. And we've where... talked about this on the show before, but we talked about what? it before the ride even came out. One or two things can happen at each of these split points, right? Um, so I saw, I, I wish I had some notes. I, you know, if you were, if you'd have told me, <laughs> I'd have wrote some notes down to not forget what the, I, now I have to look it up because 
It's going to drive me nuts. Star. Anyway, the first the first two things that you can There's see. Like four different sections, and each section has one or two three. things that could happen. Right. Yeah. All right. So. All right. I'm because I'm, I just want to mess it up. All right, so there's two opening. I think uh, That's Greg is shaving over there. He's got an electric <laughs> shaver going on. Drops off. Um, no, all right, I hung so, up on him. <laughs> oh. uh, okay, so your first two choices are uh, stormtroopers come out and they say, hey, there's a rebel spy and uh, a droid, like, puts a thing on the window, a suction cup, and holds up a picture of someone inside the the uh, cabin, right? And, oh, by the way, C-3PO is your pilot by accident. I miss, I skipped that part. He's your by pilot. Happenstance. By happenstance. <laughs> what was that? Happenstance. Fine. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, um, so, you know, you go, you know, once, so C-3PO decides to take off and run, and run the, um, run these guys over, and it just so happens that the Millennium Falcon is in the hangar bay with you. So you kind of chase him out. You follow him out. Okay. And they do that. Um, then you do you jump to hyperspace? You jump to hyperspace, and you come out in one of uh, three places. Uh, Tatooine for a pod race. Uh, the Wookiee planet for the that speeder chase piece. Or... Hoth, I want to say. I saw I saw Tatooine once, and I saw the Wookiee planet twice at this point. Then you get away from that, and you go to hyperspace, and you can get a transmission from Princess Leia or Admiral Akbar or Yoda. Okay. And they, you, and they tell you that the person you're with is really a rebel spy, and you need to go on to do whatever. At that point, you... Uh, do a Death Star, you fly through the Death Star, or you fly through Naboo, which is pretty stinking cool. Because <laughs> uh, you go into water for a bit, and you come up to the surface, so the, the transition between air, space, water is you, pretty cool. Throughout this entire experience, do you find that the uh, simulator matches the video a little bit better than the original Star Tours? Uh, okay, I think the simulator matched the, the original one fine. The only the only thing that bugged me all those years was the was the switch when you go into the into the comet. Yeah, when you start come out too, and it would break, and the 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 transitions were very clear and very awkward between the different. The, but the breakout was more smooth than the fall in. That's true. That's the, true. The cut, the cut at the fall in was very very uh, obvious. That's true. Like uh, the entire coloring of the uh, scene changed. Yeah, it did. It went uh, like from light to dark, and it was like, "What the? What's going on here?" So, um, see, so yeah, I got all three possible endings. I got two of the three possible transmission receives. I had uh, two. I never got to see Hoth, so I got two of the of the three possible first planets. And in the beginning, I got the Rebel Spy with the Stormtroopers once. And then Darth Vader twice, and the Darth Vader one's pretty cool because um, you back out. You know, he he okay. as you start to lift off, he comes running with stormtroopers, and he wants you to hold, 
and he also puts holds up a picture of someone in the cabin, which is kind of cool. That's why there's at the exit there was there's these pins and T-shirts that say "I was the rebel spy." Gotcha. They, because they pick someone at random. Yes. Yes. All right. So, but you as you're trying to get away, you're going backwards, which is really cool. Right? He's trying to hold you by by you know by the force. You're swinging around backwards trying to get away. And old C three PO, he's trying to blast him with lasers, and Darth Vader has to pull out his lightsaber to deflect the laser blast so you can get away. So. Uh, you know, it was all pretty cool. And out of the three times I saw it, the first time, <clears throat> the 3D effect kind of bothered me. Like, to the point where I was uh, feeling a little queasy. And um, I'd run into Shaft, actually, who was working. I was telling him about it. He goes, make sure your lenses are clean. Because if one of your 3D glass lenses has fingerprint smudges or anything like that on there. Wait, who are you I- talking about? Shaft. I'm talking about Shaft. Yeah, chef. I'm done, my chef. So, <laughs> after that bit of advice, the next two times I wrote it, I made sure to clean both lenses, and I didn't have queasiness issues. And he was explaining to me that, you know, 3D's already playing tricks on your brain, where it's trying to, you know, reconcile the images to provide depth, right? right. Well, if one if one image is partially blocked because you're, you know, your two eyes are seeing two different things, right? If one eye is partially blocked from the image, then it, the brain works harder, and then you can feel queasiness. So I um, made, made sure they were clean and didn't have any problems after that. Right on. So, now, and to all those people who are tuning in, expecting a MiceCast reunion, you know, uh, old Greg's having some uh, equipment issues. Some, yeah, equipment malfunctions. So, so yeah, I liked it. I... I thought I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was well done, and I felt nice and smooth. Um, so now that you've been on it, is it how is it in a uh, you know as far as a priority for when you're going to Disneyland? Like, is, well, it's new, so I'll make I ride it because I want to see I want to see the pieces I didn't get to see the last few times. Will you, so you'll always make sure that you go on Star Tours whenever you go into Disneyland until I see every possible, not every possible combination, but every. Element. Do you know what I'm seeing? You know, I've seen. I get, I get I've, seen both, I've seen both beginning elements. I've seen two of the three second elements. I've seen two of the three third elements, or is there four? Shoot, I can't remember. And I've seen um, two of the three final elements. So it, you know, once I see all those elements, <clears throat> then the priority to see Star Wars would probably diminish. Then you can take a break. Correct. You can go into the tiki room and just chill out. No, then I can go. Let's see. I was gonna say see uh, see Ariel, but that was underwhelming too. I could imagine. I always thought that Ariel was kind of gonna be. Well, you know, the thing is, everyone's got this e-ticket. I think expectation is really it's really a solid D, and it's over real quick. It's a, it's a it's a fast ride. Well, dark rides are supposed to be fast rides. Yeah, but you know, some of them seem quicker than others. That's true. Yeah. Um, so that's that. Now, uh, did you want to? Uh, did you want me to talk about D twenty three? Yeah, I thought that would be something that we could talk about as well because I know that you stopped by the expo. I did see the expo. I did. I went two days. I saw Ray there, one of the days. 
standing we in line. We might even be able to get Ray on. Because I think he went to a few more events than you did. Oh, dude. Okay. I I went there with the expectation to not go see any panels. I didn't... Uh, I had no expectation to see any panels. I wasn't going to stand in line. I knew I would have to at least do some waiting. And that wasn't on my list. I wanted to, to see how they change it from one year, from one year to the next in terms of booths. Um, and just see, I mean, just look around, see what I could see. Everything that uh, that I enjoyed last time, I wanted to see again this time, and that was that. I had no intention of going to see the big Legends induction thing because I could care less about that. Um, I couldn't do the parks and resorts because I would need to have left before it was done <clears throat> and apparently stand in line the whole morning to get a spot in there. Um, all the other, the other two small venues, stage 23, stage 28, they had some stuff that would pique my interest, but on, on Friday, for example, they were at, again, bad times. I could only do really Friday was there till about one thirty, two o'clock. And I had to, I had to roll on home and Saturday. I didn't get there till two, almost two o'clock in the afternoon because we had crap going on that day in the morning. So, but that when I went in the afternoon, I took the kids. Okay. Um, and and at that, the funny thing was the kids zone, the, the Radio Disney and the that uh, Platy bus, that stuff was all kind of dead. So they hung out in there, and it was just video game. It was you know the Phineas for a video game they could play, but they didn't have to wait in line for that. They got a kick out of um, the volunteer thing where they had to make a they paint a section of a flower box and plant some seeds. Um, while we were while we were walking by, my son spied in their little celebrity red carpet picture zone. The kids from uh, uh, one of the Shake It Up. That's a Disney Channel show. Shake It Up. Shake so they're it all, up. It's a yeah. it's a real show. It's a Disney Channel show called Shake It Up, and it's about two girls that get picked to be in the background singers. Or background dancers for some other TV show thing. It's it's a tween show, dude. It's it's kind of stupid, but he see Madison. Hey, shake it up. But he spied out of the corner of his eye one of these girls that's in the show and said, "Hey," calls and says, "Look, who's there?" So at that point, they're scrambling. I want an autograph. I want to do this. And here I'm thinking, I want to show them the. Um, the parks and resorts, the carousel of projects. I thought they would find that interesting. Not so much. <laughs> well, there are uh, people that have videotaped all of this and put it on YouTube. So, all right. So, yeah, I can give you those links later. I can put those links in the show notes as well. But I, I did make them wait in line. We did go into the carousel of projects, and I made them wait in line for Destini. Because the day before, I watched the amazing Destiny from the side, right? The part you don't have to wait in line, and and the technology of uh, of what they're doing for this little dude was actually pretty cool in my book. So I said, this time we're waiting, so we can interact with them. And um, it was actually pretty cool, you know. Uh, these two ladies in front, I had no coins, and I see, you know, everyone feeding them a coin. I'm like, uh, do you really need to give them a coin? Oh yes, <laughs> like crap. So the ladies in front of me gave me two quarters and a penny. They actually gave me three quarters at first. I said, I wonder if you put in something besides a quarter. So they gave me a penny. 
And sure enough, you know, you put the quarter in, you know, the, each of the kids got a chance with them. And he, and he talks to them, he asks them their name, and, they, and he asks them questions, and <clears throat> they respond. And I guess he looks at your, how you're reacting to him, if you're smiling and happy or if you're sad or whatever. So his little speech, I got to see, like, I was close enough for, like, four people. And you can see his stuff is kind of canned. But his response, while canned, still, well, someone interacting, he's still reading your expression for his canned response. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I get it. It's it's okay. the same kind of stuff that they have for, say, oh. um, Microsoft Connect or something like that. Oh, maybe yes, because there's like three cameras in his little booth, and and um, he knew where everyone was in the room. Like so, uh, when I watched my daughter do it, I was kind of close, and he turns and asks her, "Who's this guy with you?" <laughs> yeah, he's my dad. Okay, dad, stand back. <laughs> You're messing up the vibe. Which you know that's that's pretty friggin' cool, right? He could see someone else is close, wants him to step back. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so and like. Uh, my son, he wanted him to dance. You know, if you dance, you get more money. So, he, you know, he kind of half-assed it, right? <laughs> he's like, you're losing your money. And there's a little picture. All the money's going away. You try again. So, he, you know, he danced more enthusiastically and got his money back. So it was, it was, it was pretty cool. So I go up there. I drop a penny in there, right? Because when he's done, you, he, he's in a box with the curtains, right? Have you seen videos of this, everybody, I'm sure? I have. So, you know, you drop the coin in there. The curtains open with a flourish of music. And, you know, he talks to you. Tell me your name and all that. And then when he's done, you know, you can thank Destini and curtains close. So I drop my, cor- my penny in there. Bing, he opens up. And he's like, oh, a penny, huh? Well, then I'll give you a penny's worth of a fortune. You'll have a great summer. Bing, the thing closes and I was done. That's I thought that was pretty awesome. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And he's all grumpy about it, too. I'm uh, getting feedback when I'm talking. It's coming through your output. There's a, okay. The point of typing in the Skype window is that you don't. Is <laughs> not to read it. Exactly. You're not supposed to read it on this That's funny. show. That's funny. Haven't okay. you listened to Micecast enough to know that that doesn't work? <laughs> Mike gets distracted by the internet. Ah, well. Well, hopefully, I, I don't I, know what the frack is going on over here, but uh, somebody was playing Halo online and other things going on. Oh, I had so- not. It was it was family internet usage. It was. Clock- I, I don't I don't know. I I also had nine USB drives hooked up, plus a USB uh, keyboard, plus some FireWire stuff, and I was logged into my old iMac hard drive. So now I'm just on the laptop. So we'll see. All right. So Greg, do you hear yourself when you talk? Yes, I am hearing a um, uh, a little bit of a um, an echo. Okay. Do you um, hear do you, that also? No, I do not. So why did you question whether or not I was hearing it? Because it's the same mentality I was applying <laughs> to Matt that he was applying to you, that if you don't hear it and only he does, the problem's not with me. I, I would agree with that. I'm not sure what uh, I'm getting at. Actually, you know, what's funny is I, I we've been having some Internet issues, and I wondered if, you know, though my password for the internet uh, on my router is about 30 characters long, <laughs> I, I think in some time I'm going to reset everything. So, okay, because it's it's getting frustrating. Uh, also, the uh, battery backup has been beeping for a long time on the the files thing, but I just just don't want to go through the hassle of uh, 
getting, getting them out here. But that's yeah, I know it's the battery backup battery this dying. As long as it's got power, it should be fine. All right. So it doesn't sound like you guys are talking about the worst now. You're talking about good things. So have you no, moved on? Done. We kind of moved on from that because it wasn't working. Oh, I, don't, I don't have a whole lot to. Okay. To it, you know. I was reading the stuff people were, you know, doing in the chat and, uh, you know, some of the quintessential bad guys that everybody blames everything for popped up in there. So I thought that was kind of fun. I, I ignored that. People got to find Mike, new. Mike, we really need to fix this issue, though. <laughs> okay. So I don't hear when Greg I don't hear or Mike when I are talking. It, like, gurgles back to us. Yeah, I can probably deal with that. I had to deal with that a few shows early on in Mike's cast till till Mike had his thing figured out. Well, I literally is also something that I'm gonna, going. You know, we're, we're gonna put this out as like a podcast. Well, well so you so think? Well, well, go ahead. And, uh, uh, All right, I'll tell you what. He wants we, me to restart, so I'm gonna restart. Okay. And you can go. You can revisit the the <laughs> five bad things of Disneyland. We can revisit. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Because Mike, Mike was doing his play music thing, so you know, there's always a possibility it's at his end. It's okay. definitely it's at his end at this point. Okay, point. I'll be back. All right. And it's gone. Hey, it is gone. Yeah. So it see, was him. It was. <laughs> well, I had earlier issues. I'm guessing was mine. I don't know. Maybe the whole time it was him. And... I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna name this episode technical difficulties. That that sounds good. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really sure why the chat's going on this separate thing talking about you know Disney's shows on TV. Greg, don't be don't be distracted by the internet. Okay. The internet does things to you just like Kanye West does. I'm really Ooh. happy for you. I'm let you finish. But Beyonce <laughs> the of all time. Yeah. No, it just tries to get you off track. It tries to ruin things for you. So just don't let don't let the internet bother you. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll take a, a I'll take a mediocre thing and let's turn it back into something good. The new right. Trader Sam's at the Disneyland Hotel is rocking. I hear uh, that you uh, you visit there rather frequently, along I, with I, another Disney podcaster. Yes, currently I'm doing Fridays after work. Uh, though, you know, when football pops up, uh, you know, Friday night varsity football. Uh, that could change my, you know, kickoff time at seven. So I have to be wherever the game is by seven. Uh, last week's game was in San Diego. And I, there's no way I would have made it anyway. So I said, screw it. But yeah, it's pretty cool. We have Paul Berry shows up. A lot of different people all show up last night. See Gary or uh, Friday night Gary from, I forgot what Gary's podcast Mouse is. Lounge. Mouse Lounge. He, he showed up. Um, uh, Interestingly enough, some people from uh, corporate end up sitting in there at night. And there's a lot of stuff. And what reminded me of it, there's a lot of stuff from the Adventurers Club in there, the Sinking Ship. So if you if you buy a drink, I think it's called the Sinking Ship or the Shipwreck is the drink. Then the guy makes a big announcement. And the lights go down. You get to see, see the ship that used to be in that um, uh, the room in the Adventurers Club. In the Club back of the library. Yes, exactly. And that's there. And there's a couple other things that happen if you order the proper drink. And you can also get your drink in a vessel uh, using an old uh, tiki bar uh, TV uh, vernacular. They have different drinking vessels that you can pay a little extra for and get to take with you. 
And I noticed that, you know, the guy noticed it was about empty. Someone else had got one. Would you like me to rinse that out for you? And I thought that was kind of cool. Now, here's a little tip, tip from the rabbi. Um, oh. <laughs> um, now, I was, I was lamenting the fact I had never eaten in the restaurant that they tore down to put this new um, joint in. And I was just getting ready to try it out, and then they, you know, they tore it down. So, you know, right next door to Trader Sam's is, you know, the quintessential uh, counter service for a Disney Resort property, that kind of a thing. Not very big. In fact, most of the seating is outdoor, and because our weather's so good, that's that's great. Uh, they have they have a menu when you walk in. Uh, I think. Um, yeah, so there's a menu when you walk in. I'm sorry, I almost got distracted by the. Uh, Don't get the, distracted by the internet. Yeah, I'm trying not to have Just that. Just like happen. Kanye West. So you walk up and there's a touchscreen place to order, and uh, Paul was with me. He says, "Look, there's more things on this touchscreen than are on the wall." At five o'clock, three more entrees pop up on the menu that are only there on the touchscreen. So I was ready to get fish and chips. It was like nine bucks. And then these three entrees pop up. One was a teriyaki steak with um, rice. There was a salmon and there was some kind of chicken. And it was only 14 bucks. I'm like, okay, great. So you, you do this and you say how many you want. And then it prints out a little thing and you have to go take it to the, the lady who's collecting money. And they have drinks with free refills, sodas. So that was kind of cool. And then she says, will you be dining in or out? I said, I'll be right over there by Trader Sam's. They brought the food to me, which I thought was pretty cool. And the food wasn't too bad for Disney fare, you know. So uh, It was fair uh, food? <laughs> uh, no, it was better. Than, well, they didn't have the deep fried, you know, butter and uh, Oreos and things of that nature. But it was, it was decent, for, you know, 14 bucks uh, plus the... Three dollar drink, I think it was, or two and a half for free refills. Not bad. I mean, for you know, for Disney type stuff. And then we sat there till I don't know. Well, I sat there till my three hours ran out for downtown Disney parking. That's kind of how I make sure I don't stay too long. So don't they, don't get extended if you. Uh, they will not validate at Trader Sam's. Really. Absolutely not. Uh, now, here's the bad part of Trader Sam's. It's way too damn small. It's very, very small. But it's uh, it's just packed with stuff on the walls. There's some stuff, like say, multiple things from the Adventures Club hanging around. Um, now that you're back on, did we lose Matt? Because I haven't heard him. I'm here. Okay. I didn't want to uh, interrupt. I didn't oh, want to thank you. you. I got to say, it was funny is uh, the guy behind the bar, he's been there both times, he could be your cousin. What, are they trying to do the shtick that they do at 50s prime time? No, 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 no. Cousin. Oh. Think again. Cousin. What restaurant? Here's your, here's your Walt Disney World trivia challenge of restaurants. Oh. What rest? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he's at Persuasion. So his accent, oh. everything kind of works when you're ordering drinks in the tiki bar. And I've been wearing my uh, tiki room tiki shirt. Uh-oh, now it's happening been... again, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, no, I hear it from Greg. <laughs> it's all over the place. 
Oh, man. So, anyways, I've been getting a lot of uh, cast member attention because of my, my Tiki Room shirt, uh, which is no longer available in the type I have. So, that's kind of cool. All right, Matt, what do you want to do, dude? What do I want to do about all this technical difficulties? Yes. I don't know. Where, where's it coming from this time? Well, it started with Greg, but now it seems to be cleared up. We've got a hub virus going around. That that is really bizarre. Um, and I, like you know, I cleared up right now. Well, you know what? I just noticed something else. And I have no mouse. I'm like playing with the mouse. I will turn off something here that could possibly be trying to communicate with the outside world. Uh, just in case it's in a little packet out. Okay, turn that off too. I'm looking for anything extra that might be running to uh, to stop it. Um, but I thought it was Mac. I thought it was perfect. You don't have these problems. What's that? Aren't you using a Mac? You shouldn't be having these problems. Well, I have things running. I'm, I'm guessing at what potentially could be the problem. I actually think the problem is somewhere in my, you know, four switches, two routers, um, nine drives hooked up to, you know, some somewhere in there. <laughs> I didn't have this problem as much with my iMac. The iMac is down for the count, so I am using the old MacBook Pro. Oh, okay. That explains it. That, it might be it. Not. I almost went to the iPhone, but I couldn't find my earphones with the uh, microphone on it. You know, it's funny, but I think the iPhone would be better audio quality. I have, I've had, well, but I've had fifty-fifty success with the iPhone on Skype. Really? I I did one hub podcast back in the spring. I was at my son's baseball practice. I was on the phone for an hour. People came out like okay. that one. Came out okay, but there's another time where I. Uh, oh, wait, wait, did you have Wi-Fi where you're at? Because I thought it was only. No, no the, worked worked fine. I went through, make <laughs> dialed into the Skype thing, and was wow. great. Uh, oh, maybe it's maybe it's just better. I, well, you know, my original iPhone wouldn't work unless I had uh, I could text or uh, not text, but uh, instant message with it on on Skype. But I couldn't really make a Skype call with because I didn't have G three at Edge or three G whatever. Um, so I just assumed it was a um, wire or a now that you caught up Wi Fi no. thing. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Now that I'm caught up, it's it's awesome. So, so do you think that Trader Sam's was is small on purpose, or do you think they it wasn't going to get the same amount of traffic that it had before, and it was the Wharf Bar? I mean, why would they? Well, it wasn't it so the, wasn't the Wharf Bar? It was the um, uh, where did we do the uh, the Lost Bar? The Lost Bar libations well, meet. Yeah, it was, it was the Lost right, Bar. Right. Before it was but called you, the Lost Bar. It was called the Wharf Bar. I'm very sorry. Oh, okay. You're 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 right. Uh, well, you know, it's funny you should say that because of all the times that I've been there, and most of the times it was just when um, we were having our meets there. Though there was one time I think Matt and I met, and we weren't having a meet. It wasn't a real busy place. I think it's busier now. I I think it's one of those things where they needed a bar, some kind of hangout, and there are I mean steps away you can go to the ESPN and have two different bars to choose from. You see, is there the one in Rainforest? We don't even that we never remember is there. Yes, I, I didn't even know it was there until David got lost and found that bar and, and not the main bar. Which one? Um, I had to open up a beer because I'm dealing with mice cast episode over here. So if you go into the to ESPN and you make a left instead of going straight to the the checking counter, there's a bar there. Huh? You didn't know that either. I take it. 
No, um, I thought that was like a private uh, banquet kind of room there. I get. I guess it could be, but and the night we were there, it was, it was open for... right now? What? Why? Can't you... <laughs> what are you saying, Matt? I, can the chat room hear me and Mike and Greg? I can hear everybody. Okay. Now it sounded like somebody dropped out. Wait, I, it was that you know that sound where you lose the background. Yes. Matt, I'm getting over uh, here. All Matt, but we're not hearing Matt, which is the recording end of the the whole thing. <laughs> uh, 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 reminds me of times when Richard was on wireless, sitting in his backyard. This is only because Matt is. Goofing around. I'm goofing around. With there he is. Sound setup. You know, I found a thing, Matt, for um, taking line the free app line in and duplicating it, calling it like line in two, so you can run them both at the same time. That's the I have to say that's the one thing about uh, the Mac that I dislike. For instance, I use ArchiCAD. I just can't open two instances of ArchiCAD. They built something into their system so where you can go file open and there'll be a checkbox in the file open box that says open another instance. But in general, you can't start up two, two of the same programs. In PCs, you could do that all the time. Right. Um, so you, you could rename it and it, it has a little way of getting around using Soundflower and Line In to do what you want to do. But what you have to do is you have to switch back and forth between your mic and your sound. And it will pipe through everything, any beep, any, you know, anything that might uh, hiccup on your system. But it was, a, it was another way without going too far. I think the, the real good way is just to get a MIDI uh, device in, uh, or a mixer and go in that way. But uh, it's, that's the one thing. I, I, for, for a machine that touts its capability with sound and all that, it's with Skype at least – and about a year and a half ago, Skype, there was actually information on Skype's website that they said they were going to fix the problem for Mac and make the next version be able to, you know, accept system sounds. It has yet to happen. So I don't know what the effing problem is with uh, Skype uh, since they said they were going to fix the issue. But anyways, moving on. Yeah. Um, so, you know, earlier you had said, Matt, that we were going to talk a little bit about d23 mike did you end up going to d23 i did and you kind of missed that part because you're oh, okay you're i was when you when you came back in i was just finishing up talking about uh my interaction with destini at the well, i did hear about the destini i didn't realize he was i thought you were talking about when you were in uh floor because it's the one from the adventures club right and uh the room where he talked just his head that isn't that destini no 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 it's something else destini's okay. new guy all right, yes, I went to D23. I went Friday, the day it opened, and Saturday. I went Friday from, well, I got there about 9.30. So I figured there'd be some line. Boy, boy, was I surprised at how much line. Um, and it uh, was there until about 2 o'clock before I had to, you know, bone out to pick up kids. And then uh, I brought the kids back Saturday afternoon around 2 o'clock, hung out for like four more hours. I had a chance to go. One of my podcast friends had an extra ticket for Saturday. I, I, we were that week. We were down to one car, and we'd been carpooling all week. Um, so I didn't get to go. But everything I've heard from everybody that's been there, except for the pixie dust crowd, um, 
were disappointed, uh, making comments they didn't learn from the first time around, and then tried to compare it to Comic Con. And people like Floyd Norman, who's a, a Disney animator, you know, making comments, you cannot compare the two. You cannot compare 100 to 200,000 people to 40,000. And, you know, it's just not the same. Um, so don't even try. But I understand, you know, some people were complaining, like they used to do at Westfest and Mousefest. Oh, you get these things scheduled, they overlap, I can't do both. There's no intention for you to be able to do everything. You can't. You got to pick and choose. And there was a lot of whining about that, I heard, and the long lines. And uh, I heard the, the, you know, the archives, people, oh, we can take pictures this year. Yeah, so what? I, and then I started to wonder, Mike, you, you would fall into this category. Are we somewhat spoiled because we've had the ability to go to the archives and see a lot of things over the years that, uh, you know, working with the park, having friends that work with the park that a lot of people wouldn't get access to. So some of what we think is whoopee-doo, other people are wetting their pants over. And yeah. uh, so. The, okay. Yeah, the archive, there are some repeats from last year. Not last year. I keep saying that when I was there. Last, I, I, it's, hard, it's hard not to. Last time. Um, like the Sleeping Beauty book, right? The, the book they yeah, showed. Yeah. That deal. was there again. But this time they had some of the pages that were underneath that you could see. Oh, they had okay. costumes. They had the same, some of the same costumes from Mickey Mouse Club there last time. They had them again there this time. They had a whole room dedicated to uh, pirates, uh, the new pirates, Stranger Tides, and Lost. So they had more stuff to see, but you know, more rooms. But you know, but you know, it's funny is they had Lost stuff not in the archives, but they, Lost had its own booth it was, last time. Yeah, it was just like out and about for you to walk yeah. around and see, right? I mean, uh, I heard the the the, let's say the the parks in whatever area was crap compared to the last time because it was mostly uh, uh, the freaking timeshare and the stupid cruise and there's really no new new great news for anything new that people haven't already been seeing either on the interweb uh, on the crappy D23 videos and I do mean crap and by the way that guy shows up to the um, Tiki Bar or the Trader Sam's and of course nobody has the guts to tell him your videos suck and everybody's studio hates you the Disney geek guy? Yeah. I mean, have you ever seen a worse video? I I still agree with you, Mike, though the one girl we liked on the uh, the Disney uh, Parks blog, I haven't seen her picture in a while, so I don't know if she's there anymore. But the, the stuff they do is better. Now, they also pipe in some of the stuff from the Disney geek, but his, his videos are terrible. I can't believe uh, Disney would even let that crap out. But you know. well, So isn't the, the big thing with D23 not – getting a great reception basically the fact that there were there was a dearth of uh parks information because let's face it just like the hub is about all, everything disney but mostly the parks aren't most disney fans and especially most people that go to d23 parks people first and foremost so they I don't, don't I, really care i don't I think know. i would think I, there were parks people first because uh, how many people I, I aren't you one of matt that you're more of a parks person than you've ever been uh, let's say a Disney classic films person or old film person. Exactly, well, like I grew yeah. up, I grew up seeing everything, you know, Darby. Okay. It didn't really matter if it was good, bad or ugly. Uh, the million dollar duck, the whatever. My mom took us to see all of them. So I grew up seeing all those. So I have a fond memory, good or bad for some of these movies, but I am also a huge park guy, but some, like you say, you don't really know these movies or you didn't grow up with them. You're a parks guy, right? Yeah. I'm a parks guy. 
So when you go into the thing about what's new from Imagineering and you see DCA and uh, cruise stuff, uh, you know, it's not really uh, popping your pixie dust wood, is it? No. <laughs> all right. Yes. Compared. All right. Compared to last year, the the, the Imagineering parks and resorts thing, you know, um, they call it Carousel of Projects this year, right? Yeah. I heard that. The opening theme, the opening little circle vision. Well, quasi circle. It was a uh, homage to Circle Vision, right? And you go okay. in. All right, now last year. What, what wait, 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 wait. Stop, stop, sorry. If it's called a Carousel of Projects, wouldn't it be an homage to the Carousel of Progress, not to Circle you Vision? I would, would think so, but you stood okay. there, you watched a movie that was up high, and it, and it went 180 degrees around you. Oh, so they didn't do that little thing with the little zip tie through the middle and it opened up with the little they red did, light? They did, do, they did do a little oh. zip tie, but it was off to the side this time. Oh, okay. And when they opened that up, there was a big uh, Disney Cruise Line ship display thing that was right in the way. But <laughs> la- last time there was a, a ginormous ass model for the Radiator Springs Racers, right? Remember that big foam cutout oh, model? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you go around the corner and that that huge ass model for Hong Kong, the three new lands at Hong Kong, and then uh, uh, another smaller area dedicated to two rides: the the Haunted Mansion they were going to have. And that Country Bear plus roller coaster thing they're going to have a lot more in depth uh, stuff to look at. Here, the only model they had was for the new Fantasyland at Walt Disney World, and the mine train, the Seven Dwarfs mine train ride. They're going to do that a mock up of ride vehicle, which is pretty cool. Um, but they're they, they had one decent audio animatronic thing there. Yeah, the talking Mickey head was there. And then the audio animatronic was the amazing Destiny. Oh, okay. Um, you can go in this room and see a panoramic view of the Radiator Spring or uh, Cars Line under construction, Big Whoop. They had a special demonstration of the talking Mickey head. I miss see, that. Th- see, there's, there, there's those things that they had these, I don't want to call them breakouts, but um, um, when you go to the, you know, stand to go in the big hall or whatever, and you got behind the scenes to Cars Land. Well, you know, you could go online and probably see almost everything. They were like, oh, we're ride testing vehicles. Well, you know what? I've already seen a video when they ride tested a vehicle before they started to build the rock work around it to make sure they weren't going to have any problems with the ride system before they built it in. Now I guess they're testing the actual vehicles guests will be in, but they've already taken a test vehicle out and put it through the paces to make sure that the damn thing works. Um, so, you know, some of these things, again, maybe because I go enough to the park and I've seen it being built up and I've ridden the Mickey's Fun Wheels so I could look down into it. Big deal. Well, I mean, it's going to be open in, what, six, eight months? I mean, you, you yeah. had to do a behind-the-scenes thing for it. It just seemed kind of a waste. Yeah, um, well, you know, I can't, I can't talk to the panels, right, where people would give more tips. But if, if you hung out in the Carousel of Projects and buttonholed an, uh, an Imagineer, they'll, they'll talk to you all day long. I'll answer your questions. They're probably as long, tears. As long, but as long, I mean, but if you ask intelligent and don't go all DF geeky on them, they, <laughs> I mean, we were standing in line for Destiny, my kids and I, and this one girl who's part of the software project team, she talked to us for a good 15 minutes because the line was well, slow for Destiny. Well, remember, they, they, were, they were pretty talkative to us, except yeah. sometimes when we asked them if we could record them, then they Plus were a little the more microphone, Then they tipped up, yeah. <laughs> Now I, I heard that either one they didn't have some of the night um, the night things or 
pretty much weren't very well attended. You know, like I went last year to see W. Gill and the Little People have been remastered, getting ready to go on DVD. And I also went to uh, El, the panel on uh, Walton El Grupo. And they were mediocrely um, uh, attended. And from what I heard from my friend Dave was it seemed like everybody was over at the park in the bars because it's yep. like, okay, nobody wants to go to these night things. They're all interested in the park anyways, and, and then the park got flooded. Yeah, there's no night things I remember. The, the, the expo closed at 6 as opposed to 5. Well, uh, it did that last year, but if you went back upstairs, you know, the floor was closed, but they had... No, everything was closed. Film things. So they didn't do any of that late no. night uh, no, film six stuff. O'clock, okay. 6 o'clock, get out. On the main floor, 6 o'clock, get out. And then some things are wrapping up at that point on the second floor. Now, I asked Paul. Paul couldn't remember. And he wasn't really looking, going out of his way. And this is kind of one of those curiosities. Uh, at the last expo, they introduced something I thought was really cool, extremely overpriced. But I liked the kind of style in Art Deco uh, furniture. But they, you know, of course, they branded it under Disney and Walt's furniture type thing. Though I don't think any of his stuff was custom made for him per se, but it was of that era of that great looking furniture. Did that stuff die? Did it? Um, I do you have any idea? Did you see it? I, I wondered if that line just it was just too expensive for people, and then we hit the bad economy, and people are like, "F this." Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't notice. I do notice they had more bigger. They had some bigger corporate booths. Remember? You remember the. The booths for sale, you know, where people would sell their wares, right? Basically, NNFC in D23. All the same vendors that show up to Disney and Fan Club or NFFC, whatever you want to call we're all yeah. there last year. Overpriced stuff you could still buy in the park and all that. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. Well, in Fashion. front of them, before you got to that part, they had a booth from Panasonic, a booth from Xbox, a booth from... Oh, by the way, stop on Xbox or Microsoft's Connect, right? Right. Yeah. I my place built that booth. We designed and built that booth. Really? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, we delivered it the day before the the thing opened. That's what we that's the kind of thing we do. And then um uh who the animators uh they had Disney Interactive. They had a booth where you can watch some guy do some stuff. Uh Disneyland had a booth they're handing out buttons for the Mickey's Halloween uh party that had a, a QR code and if you scan it with your phone it would take you to the page to buy tickets <laughs> so bottom line what do you think compared you know everything i've heard from people who've attended both was it was worse worse this year but they felt like it's more heavily attended and they didn't have the line thing down you know did they did they do the thing where you know hey different pin every day so you know all the pin whores can stand in line for two hours to get into the store and I then another know. hour to get out of the store in line okay uh the remember it was one less day because last year they op- last year last time they opened on a Thursday, this time yep. it opened on Friday. Okay. So a uh, lot more people in line. Uh, the people, the D twenty three members, they were allowed to start going in at nine. Uh, at ten o'clock, their line hadn't made it all the way into the uh, convention center yet. Jeez. The line for D twenty three members probably took an hour and twenty minutes to all get in, and at ten o'clock they started letting in the general public. It was well, now, nuts. what takes so long? You know, having been to Comic Con in the, you know, and it is crowded. You you've got credentials. You're wearing your credentials. One door. You walk in the door. No, well, they've got multiple doors open. A Dude, bunch of people no, working. No, no, no. 
they had one set of the glass doors open. So that's two doors. Yeah. That's all they had. Wow. One door. That's pathetic. Because you'd go in that door, right? Make a re- Then they had, like, turnstile, you know, uh, long table booths where you'd pick up a lanyard and your book and then go on to the convention floor. So you would wow. think that with a company that's really great at getting tens of thousands of people into one set of gates in one day, they would be able to figure out how to get, what, 20,000 people into a convention center? Well, here, here, here's the problem. Stop not... to pick the freaking guidebook. And, oh, an untangling oh. lanyard. That's just... Yeah. Well, okay, here's another thing. Um, it's not the same people running it. The people who know how to get people in and out of the place don't run it. The people that run it are incompetent boobs. Because um, <laughs> I know some people, you know, at the studios who knows who sets these things up. And they just haven't learned. They're not listening to what the public really wants. They think because it's Disney, they can kind of control it and do what they want. Obviously, you know, like uh, uh, I didn't have to go. You go to the wheel call window at, or, to, or you know, to get your stuff at um, uh, Comic-Con if you don't already have it. But, you know, like going to NAB, they sent it to me in the mail. In the mail. I don't I have to to show up and get a lanyard there. You should show up with your credentials ready. If they're actually making you get them there and go through and pull out lanyards, this is just moronic. Yeah, it was dumb. Uh, you know what else is dumb? Tell us. Spend, spending $8 million on a home in Walt Disney World. Have you seen these things? No. No, I have the heard Golden about it. Oak community. So now, what? okay. Now, this is community number two on Disney World property, and community number one is no longer Disney World property. Uh, it's actually separated now. So, I mean, it's still connected, but it's not theoretically in, you know, on the property. So these are located roughly where on Disney World property? Do you know? I've driven by them, but I don't know exactly how to describe it. It's right across from the new doggy daycare center that they built. Okay, I don't know where that is. So now loc- somehow give me a locator of something. I haven't been there since 2009. Um, All right, so if you're, if you're driving to the Magic Kingdom and then you turn from From, right, from where? Because I could uh, be driving from the drive. Magic Kingdom. Okay, World Drive. Okay, that helps. The way through the gate that everyone goes through to pay for parking. Okay. Well, you can get around then, that gate. Huh? Should we, should we go into how to get around that gate? Not today. <laughs> It's very easy okay. to get around it. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. So you go through that gate. Right, and then you're going to go to basically like you're going to Contemporary or the um, campground. Campground, it sounds like. Okay, so you make so a you right turn, on that road. Turn right to go to the campground. Okay. And then when that comes up to a cross street, you're going to turn left. It kind of goes back by the facilities and the uh, Buena Vista Construction Company. But before okay. you get to the construction company, on the right is where this Golden Oak community is going to be. So you could be kind is. of you could be a, kind of on the ass end of um, uh, Disney World property. Sure, but these places are amazing. I put a link in well, the I'm Skype s- window. I'm sure they are. One point uh, five to eight million dollars. And for Florida, that's that's a lot of money. For Orlando, that's a whole lot of money. Oh yeah, we shouldn't. You know, South Beach would be something different. Ouch! Now these look like something my old firms would design. These are actually pretty sweet looking homes. Yeah, uh, now you apparently I, get like I, a lifetime pass or something like that along with these things or 
Well, then, okay. Um, you know, uh, again, let's step back a little bit because this sounds crazy. I know a lot of people who thought the DVC was crazy. Who's going to want to buy a timeshare and just be only be able to go to Disney? Well, somebody like Tigger RPH would. Um, cruise life. <laughs> who wants to do a Disney family cruise? We want to drink. We want to party. It's done. I mean, those are two things that a lot of the pundits said it's not work. And they have they have just took off. So now here we are. Well, even Celebration, yeah, people, I think some people question that. that. With Celebration, Disney tried to do this kind of utopian community. And there are a lot of problems with the Celebration community that I don't think we should get into. But that's. No, and they've tried to they tried to celebrate it as a continuation of Walt's dream, part of Epcot. But it was nothing like what, as we know, what Walt planned. And, and quite honestly, they weren't cheap either. I mean, back in the day, I think there was like five and six hundred thousand dollar homes and lots that was just unheard of in in uh, that part of Florida too. Uh, again, you know, okay, my DF side would come out and say, oh, "Crap, this would be pretty cool to live on property and have the freebie pass and blah 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 blah." But um, who do they expect will purchase these? You know, they, they, one of the pictures here, I clicked on the link to take it to the actual Golden Oak website. Yeah, yeah. There's a picture here of a plaid delivering a balloon to what looks like a granddaughter. There's a Cadillac in the driveway, and Grandma and Grandpa there looking on nicely to them. It's just nuts. Welcome to a yeah, world embraced by Luxury Parks about. Wow. Yeah, the, the story's about like a grandfather or something that bought story of golden oak and they show this girl what about the picture of the girl in the uh uh fairy co- or uh bell costume or somebody where she's she's like in the air she's got like a streamer in her hand and there's all kinds of flowers behind her it just doesn't want to make you just yak i mean yeah, yeah, I just that. don't. yeah that's the story <laughs> golden oak has a yeah. golden oak ranch right okay so here's the map of where it's at all right where's that uh, uh under gallery there is a picture and basically it doesn't you know you can't really zoom in but it's um like like what matt was saying it's looks like it's kind of pushed up towards bay lake but is isn't that somewhere around where they were going to do that high-end luxury hotel uh that wasn't going to be a disney hotel like um uh, four seasons i thought that was down pop was that no no it was uh, like if you took this was this was kind of interesting to me at least because all these years since I went back, you know, in the what do we call this decade? The the two thousands, the the O's, I, I don't, the the aughts. Okay, in the in the decade of the aughts, um, you know, I hadn't been there since eighty six. Well, when we stayed in Lake Buena Vista, uh, now Hotel Circle or Downtown Disney, whatever you want to call, it, we stayed at those hotels right there. The way you got to the Magic Kingdom was on the road that took you by the campground. There wasn't all these other side roads to get there. Those, that's all, all that stuff's kind of, you know, new in the bigger picture to me. And when we, we took one of these back roads, instead of driving the traditional, you know, they try to control your traffic route by telling you, go this way, go that way. And there's a lot easier ways to go, usually. And we saw the sign of where it was going to go. And I'm like, oh, this is, I mean, this is deep in the heart of property. I mean, the swan and the dolphin aren't that deep in the property what i consider deep in the property but this is you know deep in there um so i, I find this this interesting to to say the least 
I, I still wonder who they're, they're, especially in this economy, who they're selling to, you know? Well, I wonder about the whole business purpose of, like, giving fee simple in some kind of real estate venture. I understand Disney Vacation Club because they're not actually giving fee simple ownership in any piece of land. But here no, what, people are actually what buying the land. What happens? Let's let's take a take like Will and Shannon. Will and Shannon are young enough; they'll outlive their lease or their ownership of their property. Yeah. So you've paid all this money all these years just to have the right to stay yeah. in a hotel room, and at the end, there's no payout. There's no resale. There's no anything. It that I uh, yeah, it just expires. I find that is what is wrong with. Like timeshares, I'm actually going through right now and making an inquiry and filling out all the information because I'm have, curious about this. An actual you, application for Golden Oak costs fifty thousand dollars. The application itself? No, I'm just doing an inquiry. Okay, I, I'm on the page where it says "Do Inquiry." I'm, I'm not giving them a phone number because I don't want to be asked. <laughs> don't give them a credit card. <laughs> yeah, have no, you, no, no. Have you Google mapped this area? There's a there's an area of clear dirt between two golf courses here on Vista Boulevard that they're pointing That's out it. here. No, I have not Google mapped it yet. There's like there's like three, four bodies of water here. There's not they're not putting a lot of houses in this area. No, you're getting some space. I mean you're getting For eight million dollars I better Well Divide it by two and then that's really what the kind of house that you're getting. And you're getting what you like for two million dollars. You're getting basically a one million dollar home in D.C. or L.A. Dude, it's right here across from Port Orleans, too. Okay, so you 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 went to Google Maps and you're looking at this now. Yeah, well, okay, so the Golden Oak map shows it on Vista Boulevard. So I look at Vista yeah. Boulevard, and all, there's there's a big area of clear dirt here, <clears throat> but it's. Well, isn't that somewhere also where the Four Seasons or the Westin or whatever it was supposed to? I thought it was going to be down in that area also. Down by the pop. I can sworn it's down by the pop. We we saw a sign that said new hotel coming soon when we drove that. You know, because we, we were staying at uh, the old Dixie Landings. I forgot what it's called now. Um, uh, is that Port Orleans? <laughs> right? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, isn't there two sides of Port Orleans? Or no, Port Orleans is two parts of... Uh, the, what do they Port call the larger, larger resort? Plains, it's the whole resort, and then you have Riverside and oh. a French Quarter. French Quarter. There, gotcha. Okay, so now let's look here. Um, oh, yes, this is definitely grading for some kind of uh, construction. The kind of work that I, you know, sadly used to do at one time. But, you know, here's what the, you know, here what I, here what I find. Look at some great English. Here's what I find funny for all those who talk about how they don't how, like how Disneyland's like right in the middle of the city. Look how close, <laughs> look how close the environment has got to them. Now, you can't exactly see the theme park from there, but look at all these houses and condos and crap right along, was that Route 50, Country Road 535, 535. I see 535. There's all kinds of homes, golf courses, uh, things of that nature. Um, wow. So, yeah, this this is uh, – I depending on how big the lots are. The lots are – And interestingly enough, that, that web page – One quarter I, to three quarters of an acre. That's, that's – you know, I, I sit on a quarter of an acre. 
Is that what mine is? Mine's five thousand square feet. I'd have to do the math to see what that works out to acreage wise, which I'm not going to do at the moment because I don't really care that much. But uh, knowing your size of your lot, your quarter acre, Mike. Yeah. Okay. And so this is going to be quarter to a third. You said half to a quarter, quarter to three quarters. Okay. Quarter to three quarters. I, I'm semi curious about the one they took a picture of. Uh, you know, because you know, Google. I know Google Maps isn't that updated, but you know, is that actually one of the houses on the property right now, or is that you know the designer has done a very similar one? That's the first one that someone moved into. Oh, so someone has moved into that one. That's right. Okay, now now I'm looking at the artwork over on the gallery page of what. I mean, this is pretty nice living. I, I have to say, looking at what they're doing here, but it is still Central Florida. I mean, in Central Florida, you could pay $400,000 and get the equivalent of the $8 million home. You just won't be in Disney World. Oh, I know. I, I, my <laughs> political uh, gestures fellow podcaster sent me something of what I could buy for, you know, what my loan amount of my house was. Just my loan amount, not what the house is worth, in Alabama. But I said, but it's in Alabama. I was like, it, it was, you know, big turning driveway, big mansion. I mean, it'd be like, you know, uh, Beverly Hills type uh, stuff. But I'm like, but it's Alabama. You now, know? so I think someone somewhere on the Internet did a calculation to figure out how many DVC points you would need in order to stay every day of every year in Disney World. And it was much less than what it would cost. <laughs> yeah, but I think, think it was about like that. Fifty thousand dollars worth of points. Yeah, you're moving. Well, is that in one place without moving around and and all of that, or? Um... Well, yeah, and just I, like Old Key West. Three hundred sixty-five days a year. I guess you'd have wow. to pay the maintenance fees every year, but. Yeah, I you know something about having my own home would be nicer. I I just I just wonder, you know. How many? I mean, this this is a little more elite living. This is real luxury living. Um, how many people? I, I what I have found that kind of the higher up the food chain you go, um, and, and this is broad stroking, but at this kind of level, it seems like these people aren't really that entertained by the kind of entertainment you get at Disney. They're a little more theater going, you know, tofu eating, goat cheese South people. Beach visiting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, would you buy this as an investment and only come vacation here or let your friends use it? Or for instance, you know, your law firm, uh, you know, Matthew Esquire law firm, would you buy one to entertain clients with? No, I think if we're going to entertain clients, we're going to use our box in various stadiums around the country. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, so I'm, okay, I'm just looking at kind of what what kind of this you get extra magic hour, extra magic hour benefits. Woohoo! Oh, there's uh, a yoga studio, door to door transportation, fitness facility, um, grocery delivery, Disney atmosphere entertainment service. Wait, wait, wait! Get this: Disney atmosphere entertainment. Disney performers will make appearances at Summer House. On special occasions, from the Dapper Dans to the Voices of Liberty, well, I guess that must that must be the Summer House must be like their their common clubhouse, uh, clubhouse thing, yeah. And what what did you say? They, they'll decorate your house? Holiday home decorating. 
they better do that for free just because they want the community to look nice. <laughs> not, not as like something that I would have to pay for as a homeowner. Sure, sure. Well, it's like, wow. Each Golden Oak VIP pass provides park admission for the pass holder and up to four guests, um, which would maybe be your family. It sounds like, you know, the VIP, VIP pass is for the owner. The, you know, the one owner gets one and then four people can come with him, uh, which, you know, possibly would be his, um, his family. Mer merchandise discounts. Uh, wow. Photo pass service. <laughs> I'm just getting the chills. I don't know. You know, uh, one part of me says this would be really cool. Another part of me says having, you know, living real close to the park here, there, you know, I was, who was I discussing this with? There's a reason I like to go to Florida. It's a vacation. It makes it yeah. a little more special. Uh, when you live by it, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. I really enjoy Disneyland. And there are people who go every day that live close by. Um, I can't, you know. After so a while, like, this would be really cool, but having $8 million would also be really cool. <laughs> yeah, and I could I could think of some better ways to spend my eight million dollars, um, a nice home somewhere else, and just travel there a lot. You know, maybe I go once a month on vacation or once every two months. You know, I don't know. Just think. Oh, here's the other thing. You know, people who who might who live close to Disneyland will experience this crappy traffic. <laughs> uh, you, you know, if you if for if for some reason you want to go to Garden Walk and there's anybody there. Um, and you go to a nice restaurant, you got to deal with all the tourists. Okay, now you're living in the heart of Disney World, which probably is a wet dream for a lot of Disney fans, but you also got to deal with all the tourists around. And the, the, the you know what I'm saying? You got to learn Portuguese pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know. Portuguese? Uh, it's, um, it's interesting. I got to say, you know, um, Leave it to Disney to come up with something new again. Though, you know, I, I go back to the, the map and the darkened area, which is Disney World property, and realize how much that's changed over the years. There's pieces of land that I consider missing that is no longer Disney World property, um, which I find kind of sad. You know, like the celebration area and that little V-shape to the left of celebration was supposed to be an airport. Um, you know, anyways. Yeah, it's no, not there's... The, there's Tons of land that has been sold, and that's why I don't understand this at all, because they're never going to be able to buy this land back at anything less than a you know, like five times multiplier. Oh, yeah. Because, why would you let go of it when they want it back to build something, right? Exactly. Uh, I mean, look at the uh, – what that, what's that resort that's in the middle of Disney World property? Oh, yeah. And, Bonnet and, Creek. But, Bonnet Creek. Now, wasn't that one of those little things where – They'd bought all the land around it. They could just never get it. And then the guy sold it off to this Bonnet Creek or Bonnet Creek invested in there or something. Because, um, you know, uh, back when I worked at Disney, in the, the weirdest places you'd see the really coolest things. I was in the like one of the wood shops that's behind the pirates and uh, the mansion and all that where they do all the maintenance. And I'm walking through, do, 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 you know, doing my thing. And there's this big map of Disney World, a photograph. And they've used that. Remember back in the day, you may not remember this, Matt, but back in the day, sometimes when we'd do uh, stuff for like print work, you'd take this, and I don't remember what it was called. It was like a tape, and it was in different colors. And you would, you know, that made the line for the photo ready artwork that had to be photographed to be able to print. Well, so they had, you know, thin, this thin yellow line all 
over the you know what defined the Disney World property. And every every once in a while, you see these little squares inside the Disney World property. Well, they didn't own that square. And if you looked really close at the photograph, you'd notice a little tiny dirt road connecting to one of the main roads. Because the pieces of property they couldn't get, and even if they owned everything around it, they had to allow access. That person right. needed to be able to get in and out of their land. Right. And, and they're still – they're uh, an architect friend of mine who got, got a job with Disney, got, got a job with Disney, went to do, went to do um, uh, some work for some this guy, for this. and he wanted to build – he says, well, let's put the building over here. He says, we can't. There is still a right-of-way to allow settlers settlers to cross through his property. So he's got you know two gates on his property that is still an easement from the federal government for settlers coming west. <laughs> Uh, wow. so, so, yeah, it's bizarre. So it's those kind of things, you know. And now, uh, and I know Disney has sold off, traded some, moved some stuff around. You know, like Celebration, no, no longer part of uh, Disney World property. Uh, I don't know why they did that. I don't know why they didn't hold on to it. I, you know, I, I'm sure there's there's a lot of great reasons why. But um, and they sold a lot of property off on the North End. So, uh, I who knows. But anyways, uh, any good segue onto something else? I, is there anything else we can mention about this? I mean, I, I don't know what else we can say. I mean, wow, if you can afford this, hats off to you, huh? Yeah, Greg, I think we've said everything there is to say. So maybe we should just end the show. Wow. Now, there, there's a halfway decent segue. Did Mike decent. come when back? When you actually ask for a segue, it makes it very hard to actually do one. Yeah, I know. But I didn't set you up because I'm not sure we really had a plan on what we were doing today. No, we didn't. Talk. We decided to do this MiceCast style. Yeah, well, no one else showed up for the night, right? So, uh, you know, what That's can what you do? Get. Yeah. And all the technical problems, which isn't un-MiceCast-like either. No, I did it all intentionally so that we could have <laughs> a MiceCast episode. I'd love to know who designed these homes. I'd like to know what firm, and that's probably not going to find that. Um I'm sure someone should be bragging about it. Because I know Disney didn't do it. Guarantee you that. Huh. Well, great. Anyway, well, since Mike Mike stepped away a little bit. I I know he did, but I kind of expected him to drop those boys in the pool and get back. I thought he would be back soon, too. But what we're (laughs) going to do is we're going to end the show, but we'll keep the stream going a little bit. So. Okay, so officially the show's over for recording purposes. It's, it, well, just a second. I have to do the closing remarks. Okay. Unless you want to. Oh, do wait, them. wait, 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 wait. Should there should we cover the one review that we we had since the let's last save show? Save that for next time. Okay. Let's say so. The, let's we had to keep them coming back. Yeah, that's true. You, know, um, you always have to have a teaser at the end of the show. That's true, and you know, and quite frankly, I know a few people in this. Uh, the forum tonight or whatever that have not left reviews. So, you know, shame on you guys. They should work you on know. that. They they got to go in there and make reviews. Madison left a review, though. All right. Well, yeah, we'll save that for last time. I don't even know what the closing so remarks are. <laughs> so, but, okay. So anyway, I can't do it. Chat room, we're going to talk to you, but we're going to end the show first. So, so <laughs> thanks for tuning in for to this episode this of The Hub for the week of week September 4th. I think Mike, his Must thing be is back. echoing. Yeah. So I'm going to just disconnect him. And see, that's fixed. All right, so thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Hub for the week of September 4th.
2011. If you find a story that you think we should discuss on The Hub, you can email us at tips at thehubpodcast.com. You can also let us know what you think about the show, including any questions or suggestions you may have. Questions at thehubpodcast.com. And of course, if you're in the chat room and you haven't given us a review, or if you're just a listener and you haven't done it either, you should go over to iTunes and fill out a review because Greg says so. Well, isn't the Golden Lulu still up for grabs? The Golden Lulus will be up for grabs, and then we will be giving them away at WestFest 2012, which we should have more details on sometime in the fall, I guess, right? I would think the planning person would already have some of that stuff done, but don't get me going. <laughs> I'll talk to Mel about that. <laughs> but right. thank you all for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next week on The Hub. Say bye, Greg. Bye, Greg. And there you have it. The MiceCast reunion of sorts. And one of the reasons I wanted to make sure I come in here at the end and you know say goodbye and do the sign-off was because uh, at the end of The Hub, I wasn't around. And, and, and no, it wasn't for the bathroom necessity. There, beside, you know, other than what Greg might have suggested, it was not. Um, but anyway, I didn't get to sign off there, so I wanted to make sure I said sign off, you know, here. And uh, some of you uh, astute listeners who listened to the whole thing might have noticed that there was, a, because of the technical difficulty, Greg and my interaction in, in my cast style really wasn't all that much of the show. I think it was by myself for the first so much, and then Greg and I did, you know, we, Greg solved his problem and we were able to do our thing, and then I had to leave, and it was just Greg and Matt there at the end. So I just wanted to have my chance to say, you know, good night and thanks for listening, and, you know, do that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, I'll stop with that. You know, thanks for listening to this first of hopefully more than one special editions of MiceCast and uh, good night